0: join me to create a life and work that truly fit you infused with meaning and magic hello hello and welcome back to the wellpreneur podcast this week I've got a fantastic episode from our archives and it's from over a year ago so I'm guessing you probably didn't hear it or if you're a long time listener then you've probably forgotten and Filled with really good info. So I'm going through, now that we're up to like 181 episodes, there are so many good conversations that happened back in the past. And I totally don't expect you to go back and re-listen to all of the show archives, although I know some of you were doing that, which is awesome. Thank you if you're doing that. But I wanted to start to bring back some of my very favorite shows that are still relevant. Now, some shows aren't relevant because they're like timely information that maybe got out of date. So I'm not going to bring those back. I'm just bringing back those episodes that are really relevant to what the situation is today with growing our businesses online in the wellness industry. And this week's episode is with Julie Parker, who's the creator of Coach Magazine and the founder of the Beautiful You Coaching Academy. And we're talking about the coaching industry and what the top coaches she's observed and worked with do differently. So if you're a health and wellness coach or you're thinking about becoming one, this episode is super relevant for you. So you'll definitely want to tune in. Now, I don't know what you use for email marketing, but I use a tool called ConvertKit. I've been with them for a couple of years after having started with AWeber and got really frustrated there because I had duplicates in my list. Then I moved to MailChimp, and that just wasn't flexible enough, especially when I wanted to have multiple opt-in gifts. MailChimp was really frustrating. And so then I've moved to ConvertKit a couple of years ago, and it is amazing. And I just wanted to let you know that they've just done a big update to their functionality. So right now they have something called Visual Automation's. This is so super cool. So it basically allows you to automate what happens when somebody subscribes to your list. And you can make this very simple, or you can make it very complicated and sophisticated if you're more advanced in email marketing. So let me give you a situation that I think a lot of you are in, which is that you want to have more than one opt-in gift, right? So a lot of wellness entrepreneurs will start with one opt-in gift. So maybe you create a recipe guide or like some other sort of downloadable thing, right? So you would create that. It's not too hard in any email provider just to stick that up so that when somebody signs up to your list, they get that opt-in gift. Well, the problem comes then when you want to create a second opt-in gift. Like maybe you want to create one for a specific workshop or for the winter season or for the summer or for, you know, a different area that you're getting into. Maybe you have one guide about sleep, and now you want to have a guide about stress. Well, trying to do this in other tools is not always easy, which is crazy to me because that's something that I think like every online business wants. In MailChimp, it is a nightmare, honestly, to do this. You have to create like separate lists and then you have duplicates or you have to create these things called groups. It's very complicated. So in ConvertKit, what is so awesome is that you can just create different sign-up forms. And based on the signup form, you can have different opt-in gifts if you want. And then through these new visual automations, you can decide. So if somebody opts in and signs up for my sleep gift, then what do I want to do with them? Do I want to tag them that they're interested in sleep so I can email them separately about it later? Do I want to add them to a sequence of emails to introduce like my sleep course or to invite them to a special session? So you can pick what you want to do with those people depending on when they opt in. And then, this is so cool about ConvertKit, you can also tag people based on what they click. So imagine if you send an email newsletter and you include a couple blog posts in there. So you have one about sleep and one about stress and one about, I don't know, healthy recipes. I'm just making this up. Well, you can see in ConvertKit exactly who clicked which link. And then, so if you could tag those people that click to the sleep blog post, you could say, oh, they're interested in sleep and you tag them. And then in the future, you can email just those people that are interested in sleep. So you're not bugging your whole list with these different offers. You can really target people. Anyway, I could geek out about this forever. I, I mean, it could get much more complicated than that. It's really sophisticated. But I'm super excited about this new automation capability. So I've actually met the founder of ConvertKit, Nate Barry. He's been on the podcast before last year, and he's offered a free 30-day ConvertKit trial to the Wellpreneur community, which is really cool because they don't usually offer 30-day trials. And also because I know that there can always be a learning curve with a new tool. I created a 30-minute training in ConvertKit on how to get started Basically, taking it from the perspective of a Wellpreneur, how are you? What do you need to do when you first sign up? Like, what are the tasks you need to do? And I'm going to show you how to do that in this free training. If you sign up through my link, so if you'd like to give ConvertKit a try, you can go to wellpreneuronline.com/slash ck bonus. So slash ck bonus. And you can try out ConvertKit and then definitely pop over to the group and let me know what you think because I love it and I'd love to know what you think too. Okay, speaking of the group, we've been having awesome discussions in there. So especially, I think it was about like a week and a half ago, I hit 10,000 email subscribers for my list. And although that's pretty cool, like I was excited, woohoo, 10,000, I've waited a long time to hit that number, but it's, you know, not all the oh my gosh, you hit 10,000 subscribers. Now you're going to make like X amount of money and you're going to be have, be so successful. It doesn't work like that. And so to be honest, I'm really fed up with all these people that are like just making stuff up and like basically lying to us, honestly, about like how you can send emails and make all this money and like hit six figures. And oh, it gives me this nauseous feeling in my gut when I see stuff like that. It really, really turns me off. So if you're not on my email list, if you're not in the Facebook group, you might have missed this post. But if you go over to the Wellpreneur community group on Facebook, I'm actually like peeling back the curtain and saying, hey, I hit 10,000 subscribers and this is what it actually looks like. This is how long it took me. This is who's on the list. Like this is what it means and doesn't mean. And there's a great discussion going on about it. And I'd love to have you participate. So you can check that out in the Wellpreneur community group on Facebook. Okay, here we go. Are you still with me? Coaches, I hope you are because you are going to love this episode about what the top coaches do differently. So let's jump into that right now. Hi, Julie. Thanks for joining me on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here,
1: Amanda. And that we are finally able to connect halfway around the world. <laughs> I know. The modern wonders of technology, hey, it's pretty exciting that we get to do this from three quarters
0: of the way around the world. Absolutely. And it's 6 30 in the morning here, but I, I'm feeling good. So I have a feeling this will be a good interview. So Julie <laughs> So Julie, I really was interested to have you on the podcast because so many people out there listening are either existing health and wellness coaches or looking at adding coaching into the mix of services that they can add to their clients. And Because you run the Beautiful You Coaching Academy, I know, and and your magazine, the Inspired Coach magazine, you've worked with lots of really high-level coaches, and I think you'll have a really good insight into what it takes to really be a successful coach and and some of the snags we might hit along the way.
1: Well, thank you. And yes, (laughs) I have been really blessed over the past 16 years that I've been in the coaching industry to have worked myself with a lot of really amazing coaches. I have to say, though, that I think coaching a lot of coaches is probably where I've learned most of the things that I know. You know, our clients are so often our greatest teachers. And I think any coach that was really connected to their business and passionate about coaching and who they worked with would probably agree with me on that. And, you know, I think that there are so many things that go into making a successful coach and a successful coaching business. The one thing that really stands out for me, though, is actually two, if I can share. The first one is it's very much establishing a coaching style and business that is an authentic representation of who you are. It's not about needing to copy Anybody that you see online. It's wonderful to look up to successful coaches and look out there for inspiration and see what can be done. But really, the most successful coaches I find are the ones that communicate in their own way, whether that be very soulfully, spiritually, and gently, or whether it be with lots of sass and, you know, even a few swear words here and there, if that's their style. And when I see coaches, really put themselves out there in the entrepreneurial world in that way, there's an ease that they have about them when they do that. And that ease and that authenticity attracts clients. It's a magnet towards people. And so that is most definitely one of the things that I think is really key. And I think in all honesty too, Amanda, from a business building perspective, this seems like a very cut and dry thing to say, but I genuinely do believe that it is incredibly important. And that is that any kinds of fears or ego-driven thoughts or behaviors and actions that you have that are keeping you small and holding you back and stopping you from fully promoting yourself and sharing your gifts with the world, you've got to get over that. The best and most successful coaches that have thriving businesses and attract lots of clients are those who are not afraid to self-promote in a way that is serving, authentic, genuine, and really is unabashedly and unafraid to put themselves out there
0: and say, hey, I'm a coach and I can help you. Mm -hmm. So it seems to me that both of those things that you mentioned, which are so important, they both really come back to confidence and knowing what your value is that you're putting out in the world and then sharing it authentically.
1: Without doubt. Absolutely. And I think that that is a really key thing that you say there, that to be a successful coach, you really do have to understand your value. And I know that sometimes when you're first starting out as a coach, that that can sometimes be a little hard to wrap your head around if you haven't necessarily worked with very many people. But one of the things that I encourage our trainees to do in the academy right from the very first time they might see a pro bono client is I encourage them to keep a little journal or a notebook, and anybody can do this, that simply just contains the first name of each of their clients. And at the end of the coaching series, or even throughout it, they note Really, particular and big milestones in that coaching series that that client achieved. Maybe they started a business, or they overcame a particular health issue, or they grew in self love and connection to themselves, or they got a new job, whatever it might have been. And to almost use that little notebook as a brag book in a way that's just for them, that actually helps you build up a bank of knowledge and understanding about your value as a coach. So you can look back at that and go, I was a part of helping someone achieve that. I didn't do it for them because of course the client must do it for themselves, but I was a part of helping someone achieve those things. And believe me when I tell you that it doesn't take very long once you've seen two clients seven clients, 12 clients, 25 clients, and you start to look back at that book and all the amazing things you've helped people achieve to really, really understand that you do have incredible value as a coach and you can start to grow in confidence
0: from the inside out and use it in your marketing as well. Yes, that is such a great tip. So, everybody out there listening, I'd really encourage you to do that because one thing I've noticed, Julie, is that it's so easy to forget what results your clients have gotten. Like, once you've moved on, say you hit, you know, you've had a couple great clients, and then you hit a point like a dry spell, and you start to feel down about yourself, and you start to think, oh, you know, nobody wants to work with me and you start to feel like <laughs> mm-hmm. a failure and get into this spiral. And then, like you mentioned about your marketing, when it's a chance to actually promote what you're doing, you can't think of anything <laughs> except mm-hmm. for maybe, you know, the very last person you worked with. And so I think having a notebook like that would be an amazing resource both to boost you when you're feeling a bit down, but also just to, to pull that stuff out and put it in your marketing for sure. Thank you.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. And you know, I wish that I had done that myself. I never really started to do it until towards the end of my one-on-one coaching business. And I've now been so blessed to work with hundreds of clients. And gosh, I wish I'd started that 16 years ago when I had my very first client, even just to be able to nostalgically look back at all of the things that I did, those miraculous, beautiful, transformative moments that I'd somehow or another being on the fringes of with people as their coach would have been so wonderful. And so now I just can't shout that tip out loudly enough to all new coaches, because if you start that right from the outset, it is just such a brilliant foundational confidence boosting thing to have. It really can change your entire mindset and the way you think about yourself and your value as a coach.
0: Super valuable. Awesome. Thank you. So I want to really dig into this mindset issue because I think, you know, it's so easy to say, well, you need to own your value and you need to step up and know who you serve and then just put yourself out there. I mean, that is exactly what you need to do. But I think for so many people listening, that feels so scary. You -hmm. know, who am I to be the one that says I can help people, especially when I'm starting out? There's a lot of fears that come up around that about not being good enough or maybe you can't market yourself that big yet until some undefined point in the future when you have X amount of clients or, you know, hit a certain threshold. What have you found that's really helpful for new coaches to get over that and really start to share themselves? This is such a
1: great topic to talk about because I find that there's nothing more frustrating than seeing a really skilled, beautiful, amazing coach that's just not attracting clients because they're not putting themselves out there. You know, I'm quite sure that there are lots of really brilliant coaches out there that would be so amazing if they could just, you know, we could just get more clients to them. And the fact of the matter is, is is there is an abundant supply of clients for us all And it's just about tapping into that. There's probably two things that I'd like to share that I think are really helpful. The first is to really consider changing your mindset around selling to understanding, because a lot of people consider selling, particularly if they've been sold to in this way before, and I think we probably all have. They feel a bit icky about selling, sales, marketing, They think that it's somehow or another pushing people, that it's forcing themselves onto people, that it's not what people want. People are going to talk about them. They're going to think they're annoying. You know, these are some really common things that I hear all the time. And as I said, I think we've all had one of those experiences of being pushed and sold to in a not very nice kind of sleazy way. And that's the exact opposite, of course, of what we want anybody to do to soulfully Attract the right clients towards them. The best tip that I can give in regards to that is to really see that selling is actually serving. When you promote your amazing health coaching or business coaching or mindset coaching, what you are doing is you are simply shining a light on a service that you know deep down if your most beautiful and ideal client was to come towards you that you would be able to help. In fact, you might actually even be able to transform and change their life considerably. And so when you think about selling in that way, that it's just shining a light on how you serve and what you serve and how you can help people achieve things, you really do have to ask yourself the question, why are you holding back? People need that. They need you. There are people out there that are waiting for you to come into their life, but they can't work with you if they don't know that you're there. And the only person responsible, unless you've got a PR girl or a marketing company, which let's face it, most of us don't, the only person that can actually do that is you. And so when you have these gifts, you have a responsibility to shine that light on them and really allow people to see you, understanding that the pathway to serving people is to sell and market to them. And I hope that that might be able to change some people's mindsets around promotion, because I think that a lot of us feel that it's very icky. And we think it's all about taking from people and or getting them to do something. But in fact, what it is, it's a pathway to service. And if it's one thing that I know coaches do really well, it's serve people.
0: Wonderful advice. I think a lot of coaches enroll clients in these one-on-one sessions, like a little taster session, for example. And I know that there's this awkward moment for so many people. This probably has happened to people out there listening. You're having this great session and the client, you really feel like the client wants to work with you. And then you need to shift into the selling part of the conversation. And then Mm. there's this like horrible awkwardness and that ickiness that you describe starts to come through. And I think what you shared, Julie, is really helpful as a mindset shift, because if you can shift your mindset to really, truly understanding that that selling conversation is still valuable for the client and working, you know, offering your services is of service, then you don't have that icky moment, which actually is going to make it so that you actually get more clients. Completely. Isn't that just the most delicious irony?
1: (laughs) It is. It's wonderful. It really, really is. And, you know, we talk to our trainees about that all the time and we really encourage them that when they're going into that complimentary chat or a discovery call, whatever it is that you may term it, to just really think about being of supreme service. Because ultimately, in the end, if the client sees the right value for them in that service, they will say yes. And if they don't, they won't. And that's not a slight on you. It just simply means that it wasn't quite the right match. And of course, we all know that we can't be all to everybody. But it also helps us to detach from the outcome and to not be so concerned about, am I going to get the client? Am I going to get the client? Are they going to work with me? But rather, how can I serve this person? Knowing that if I do that to the best of my ability,
0: then the outcome will be the right one. That's exactly right. You know, if somebody is not ready to sign up to work with you, if they're not ready to make that commitment, whether it's because it's it's kind of a two-part commitment, a financial commitment, but also an emotional commitment. You know, they're investing themselves and their valuable time in you. If they're not ready yes. to do that, you can't force, I mean, you wouldn't even want to force them. You wouldn't even want to give it to them for free because they wouldn't get good results because they wouldn't fully be emotionally invested in working with you.
1: That You're so right, Amanda. And also beyond that, not only are they not going to get the results that they would like to get, can I also be cheeky and say, welcome to a potentially nightmare client Mm -hmm. that is not invested and we all have probably had an experience or will at some point in time of what a client like that is like. And those are often the clients who don't pay their invoices on time. They don't turn up to sessions on time. They don't really do their actions, all of those sorts of things. We all should want to work with clients who are a full-bodied yes. And when we have clients that are like that, we then get to do our best work as well.
0: So I know that you've worked with some of the top coaches around the world. And I'm really curious at what the difference is between like people that are really top in their industry and everybody else. And so, and I don't mean inherently in them because I don't believe it's that. But there's some behaviors or habits or things that these top coaches are doing that the rest of us can learn from to take our own businesses up a level. So what in your experience are some of those habits and behaviors that the top coaches do? You
1: know, the first one that comes to mind, Amanda, is that they supreme implementers So what I mean by that is that when they buy a book, they read it. When they take an e-course
0: and enroll in an e-course, they do it the whole way through. So you mean they don't just buy like 20 different e-courses and have them (laughs) sitting around like everyone else?
1: (laughs) No, No, these, you know, successful, I just think that successful people in life, but I've definitely seen this with successful coaches, they're incredibly action oriented implementers. They put everything that, I mean, well, I can't say everything, of course, because we've all had experiences of buying things, including shoes and dresses and books (laughs) that we've not really fully used before. We've all done that. But really successful people, When they invest in things like that, they use them to their full potential. You know, if they're working with a coach, they're leaning into that coach the whole way. You know, they're not going to let that opportunity slide them by. So they are master implementers, I think, is one of the first things that comes to mind. I also think that even though it might sound a little bit cliche, they really do have. A can-do, never-say-die attitude to their business and their coaching. They understand, even if they might not necessarily be experiencing it anymore because of the level of of success that they have now, that even in the dark night moments, or when clients are not as plentiful, or when things are feeling a bit shaky, that they won't give up. That they'll find a way. To look at the situation and positively think about what can they consciously craft and do to move forward. They're not the sort of people that are going to wallow too long. Now we all need to do that, you know, for our own selves every now and again. It's good to have a cry and get frustrated and have a doona day and all of those sorts of things, and understand that businesses come with lots of ups and downs but they find a way to move on pretty quickly. Another thing that I've noticed about these people is that they surround themselves with pretty amazing people. So they've got some entrepreneurial gal pals and fellow coaches and entrepreneurs that lift them up and they lift them up. They're really surrounded by soulful, amazing relationships. They may be a solopreneur, but they're not doing it solo. They've got a tribe and a beautiful connected group of people that are clearly supportive of them in all that they do and they gain joy out of supporting them as well. And I think the final thing is that in going back to what we were talking about earlier, they have completely and utterly gotten over any level of shyness or concern or keeping small or holding back about any of those things that we were talking about earlier in regards to marketing and promoting themselves. They know that life is too short for that and that the more that they shine a light on who they are and what they do, the more that they can serve people. They've really, really grasped that concept and so there is absolutely nothing that's going to hold them back from putting themselves out there.
0: Definitely. I loved your point about surrounding yourself with like-minded people that can be your, mm. your tribe. I think that's so important, even if you're working completely over the Internet. You still Mm. need to connect with people either in person or in groups or in video chats. But that can really, it's really the missing link, I think, for a lot of people. Don't do this alone. But one thing I wanted to follow up on actually is when I was listening to you talk about those habits of top coaches, the thing that jumped out to me when I'm thinking about the new coach out there listening is it can be quite hard to own your value when you don't exactly know what it is yet. (laughs) Mm. And especially around, There's a lot of hangups around like figuring out who you serve and what your unique value is as a coach. And so I wondered, you know, just as we're getting to the end of our interview, if you could share a few tips around finding your thing, finding your niche, finding your what it is that you're meant to do in the world as a coach.
1: I think that for some people, this is most definitely more challenging than others. And for anybody listening that is still not really Quite sure of their value and their confident skill set because coaching is a skill. I think that that's something that's really important to mention. Coaching is a skill, and therefore, it's something that the more that you do it, the better that you get at it. And so, practice, work with as many people as you possibly can to really keep honing and refining what you love and enjoy. And every single client that you do coach will bring you closer to your joy or it will take you further away from it. And as long as you pay attention to that, it's going to help you to understand who you best work with and who really lights you up. And I think the other thing is really pay attention to genuinely, even outside the coaching world and the business world, what and who brings you joy and connection and happiness. You know, when you're thinking about having a conversation with someone or you even are having a conversation with someone or you can think back to when you have been and you've been talking about a particular topic and or issue, what do you remember about that conversation? You know, do you absolutely light up when you are talking to people about digestive health and wellness? Not my thing. But absolutely, is certainly the thing for some people. Or do you really love and are drawn to everything to do with body image and style and confidence? You know, you're a fashion magazine follower, but you want to see lots of diversity in the industry and you love having conversations with people about that and lifting them up and supporting them with those things. Even think about the things that bring you joy in your life that are just personal, whether it be surfing or gardening, or anything of that type, because there may be, and often is, clues in there as to where your zone of genius as a coach lies. So it may be something to do with nature, and feeling earthbound, and grounded, and helping your clients do that, because you know that when you do that for yourself, it really, really lights you up or that you love talking about careers and business and politics and all of those sorts of things. There are just clues that are everywhere, but sometimes we don't necessarily pay that much attention to them. And it's about being really, really aware. And the more aware you are about what you love and what you don't love, the
0: more likely you're going to be able to find an amazing niche for yourself. Mm, Great advice. I think a lot of that too is being able to just tune into your inner wisdom and really trust your gut because i think there can be mm. this sense of like oh i'm really drawn to grounding with the earth and or like living in tune with the seasons or whatever it is right and then you can mm. think oh but nobody wants that <laughs> or like mm-hmm. because a lot of times when we're interested in something we don't value it as highly as other people would because we just think oh mm. well i've always been that way you know you don't yes. realize that that's special and interesting
1: yes you are so right and So often what we really meant to do and are best to do, Amanda, is something that comes easily to us. It's something that comes joyfully to us. It's not meant to be a struggle. It is meant to be something that feels really, really amazing. And so you're so right. You know, what comes easily and joyfully to you may not to other people, but they'd like to learn. And you could be the exact right
0: person and coach to help them do that. I love that you said it's not meant to be a struggle. So Mm. I think that can be a really good (laughs) guiding compass in our business. If it feels like a struggle, obviously there's fear to overcome and, and you can push yourself a bit and that's good, but it shouldn't feel like a struggle. And there is a way to create it in a way that feels easeful, as you say. Julie, just one thing I wanted to ask you is an issue that comes up quite a bit especially with the online world. And everybody listening to this podcast is really into kind of online marketing and how to put themselves, build their brand and their business out on the internet, which is great. We love the internet and technology, but oh my gosh, there's this huge, horrible thing of comparisonitis that's out there. (laughs) And especially with Mm. coaches, you see these amazing coaches with this great marketing. And it's so tempting to just constantly compare yourself to everybody else and feel like you're not as good as them. So I wondered if you could just kind of say a few words around helping us to avoid those traps. <laughs> yeah.
1: And look, I think we've all done it to ourselves at one point in time or another. The first thing I'd probably share with everyone about that is that when you are comparing yourself deeply unfavorably to lots of other coaches and entrepreneurs out there. What's happening is that it's a distraction from what it is that you really need to do, which is, in fact, love yourself more, connect with yourself more, grow your own self-awareness more so you can get your own coaching and your own business out there in an amazing way. It's a distraction. When we become obsessed with looking and, and comparing ourselves with other people, We are turning away from what our heart is really crying out for us to look at. The other thing is, is that it's also a deeply unfair thing for you to do to yourself, because we all know in the online world of the internet that we really don't know what's going on in people's businesses and behind the glossy veneer of a gorgeous website, which we can all get online now for as little as $500. We don't know. Somebody can appear to be enormously and wildly rich and happy and successful, whatever those things mean. But in fact, the reality might not be like that. Or they may be wildly rich and happy and successful, but they're also working 14 hours a day and burning themselves out at both ends. And so why would you compare your light to a dark that you can't see? We can't really see and know what's going on behind the screen. It's dark for us there. The only person that knows that is the person who is living it. So it's really unfair to compare your reality to an unknown quantity. And it's just something that is a distraction and best not to do. And the other thing is too, is that honestly, if you looking at a particular coach or entrepreneur or person constantly brings up, thoughts and feelings for you of, oh, I'm never going to be like them and they're so amazing and I'm not good enough. Don't look at them for a while or even at all anymore. Step away from it because there's something that's happening there that's triggering you. And so the best thing to do is just to step back from it for a while and just run your own race, build your own business, do things your way and try to surround yourself with people who are about at the same entrepreneurial crossroads that you're at because the temptation to compare ourselves to those people who are 5 years, 7 years, even 10 years ahead of us it's just too great sometimes until you can get yourself to the point where you can look at people like that and go wow they're so inspirational and so amazing and I have so much to learn from them but you know what I'm not them I'm me and that's okay
0: Your best to just really just step back a little bit and do your own thing. Awesome. Yes. It's okay to unsubscribe from email newsletters that are triggering you. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely just step up and do that and unsubscribe from people on social media and you'll get a lot more clarity in your own journey. So just to wrap up then, I always love to ask every guest for a book recommendation. So do you have a book that you can recommend to coaches and aspiring coaches out there? Oh, Amanda, this is the hardest question that you've asked me.
1: Because there are so many that I could recommend. But you know, the one that comes to mind is my favorite book of all time. And it's The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. It's a book that's been around for a very, very long time. And it's not necessarily a business or a coaching orientated book, but it's a beautiful book that outlines some really soulful, value based principles for how to live your life. And To me, one of the greatest things about it is that one of the agreements is very focused on you understanding that you cannot control what other people think of you. You can only control what you think of you and that you need to release worries and fears around that and focus on the most important person in your life and the opinion of the most important person in
0: your life, which is you. Great book recommendation. And I'll link to that from the show notes as well. So people can get to it easily. So Julie, Fresh. if people want to learn more about you or find out about the Beautiful You Coaching Academy and your magazine, where can they find you? You can find us
1: at com, and it's all there. And we have a free magazine called Inspired Coach. You've written for us before, Amanda, and it was a, an amazing article. And we really encourage anyone, if you're a coach out there and you'd like to see yourself in our pages or read the magazine, get in touch. We'd love to hear from you.
0: That's great. Thanks so much, Julie. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Wellpreneur podcast. As always, you can get all the links in the show notes, which are available at wellpreneuronline.com. And don't forget, we've got a free 30-day trial of ConvertKit for email marketing just for the Wellpreneur audience. And I've also included a 30-minute training video done by me all about what you need to know to get started with ConvertKit because it's the email marketing program that I totally love. So I'd love you to try it too. You can get that at wellpreneuronline.com slash Bonus. Okay, have a fantastic week, guys, and come hang out with us in the Wellpreneur community. I know there's still quite a few of you out there listening who aren't a part of the group, and it's really awesome. I swear it's not promotional, It's like super supportive. And if you want to talk about online marketing or answer some questions or just hang out with some other people interested in health and wellness, come join us, Wellprinter Community Group on Facebook. Okay, have a fantastic week, guys, and I will see you back here next week.